0: My name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed
1: Bed Crime Crime Stories, Stories, a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. I feel like I always do that cadence the same way, so I try to change it up a little bit. So tonight I decided to sing it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So tonight... With true crime headlines, we're all a little punch drunk for some reason. I don't know. And um, this is when it gets good. Yes, Nikki is convinced that we need a theme song for true crime headlines. I think I mentioned that last week, I'm gonna,
0: but I'm just gonna keep
1: trying. Just gonna try. <laughs> true crime headlines. headlines. Okay. So sorry, I'm really bad here. <laughs> it's okay. So our first true crime headline I got off of allthat'sinteresting.com uh, it was published on November sixth, twenty twenty. 2020 and the headline reads idaho man banned from yellowstone national park after trying to fry chickens in the hot spring
0: (laughs) Hmm. did it work
1: i don't know that's that's my question Um, (laughs) did it work i don't know when park rangers arrived at the scene they found 10 people luxuriating in the restricted area and two whole chickens boiling in a nearby hot spring According to Insider, the Idaho Falls resident, who has yet to be publicly named, was discovered on August 7th with cooking pots and two whole chickens in tow in the Shoshone Geyser Basin region. Traversing the park's thermal areas is forbidden, as is submerging two whole chickens in a burlap sack into a hot spring. (laughs) i just
0: want to know if they cooked and if they tasted i mean good. i'm
1: sure i'm sure they cooked i doubt they tasted good because be boiled like, chicken's broiled, gross right okay. boiled chicken's gross yeah
0: okay okay so Sorry, that I'm is gonna, so i mean, maybe i'm hungry yeah so that was our first head
1: headline and like i said that's on all that's if you want to read more about uh boiling chickens in a hot spring <clears throat> follow me for more recipes i do i want to i want I'm, I'm gonna look that up right now uh, all right. And my, well, and my second headline was from People.com. Uh, it was published on November 17th, 2020. And the headline here is, Lori Loughlin was weepy on her first day of prison, but pulled herself together quickly. Oh, Poor Aunt Becky. The Full House star reported to prison on October 30th. I keep giggling because she's kind of terrible. The Full House star reported to prison on October 30th to serve a two-month sentence for her role in last year's college admission scandal. Um Lori Laughlin, fifty six, reported to prison on October third. Why do you're saying that twice? It says it twice. (laughs) Don't say it twice.
0: It literally says it twice. I see it.
1: It's right there. Um okay. She is housed at the FCI Dublin in Northern California. So
0: You know what's really sad. And Becky's in jail is that her kids didn't even want to go to college i was gonna they say, say that to there's
1: influencers plenty of people that should have been in college in their place yeah. yeah that is sad
0: but it's like her kids but yeah but like her kids also didn't want it i was like what it
1: i know oh, i know it
0: was awful that
1: whole story got me really really heated yeah <laughs> you think yeah i know my whole thing is is like i mean so sure yeah i did but that's not why it pisses me off like yeah. my whole thing is is you use your money and your influence to oh, yeah. knock other people off the admissions list because you wanted your precious little princess to go to mm-hmm. Cal State. It's my opinion. Oh, you're okay. terrible. Well, I don't I just, know. No, it just okay. it pisses me off. It just
0: gets me off. Oh, tired. yeah. But whatever. No, you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am really excited because I hope you've never heard of this. Mm-hmm. Um. So just just as a reminder, this this is my thing that I'm going to say every single episode and you're never going to hear The end of this, because this is now my part of my, I have to copy and paste this in, as what I'm going to say is, as a reminder, I'm not an expert by any means. I enjoy true crime, and I have found all of this information on the internet. (laughs) So my sources for today is True Crime Daily. Okay. On YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing The Questionable Death of Lauren Agee. Is
1: that the one whose sister is on YouTube? No. And like the father... No. no.
0: Okay, then yes. I've
1: never, ever, ever yes. heard this one before. No.
0: I'm so I'm super excited. Okay. Um, so I hope that this flows really well because I spent the last three nights trying to work on this. Okay. So <laughs> if right. it doesn't flow well, I'm I'm sorry. I try to get it from a YouTube video. Okay. Um, okay. So Sherry Smith, Lauren's mother, says Lauren was always a very outgoing child. She had all the first uh, place ribbons, and she was known just for being really, really good at sports and dance. Okay. So we're just we're gonna set up who Lauren Lauren is. Okay. Um, Allison, which is Lauren's sister, says Lauren's passion for dancing. Like her, like her passion was dancing. They've got lots of home videos of her standing in front of the television dancing to like music videos dancing in the car singing in the car um and uh true crime daily also mentioned that i guess she was in a music video they didn't say whose music video but she was in a music video because like i guess she was that good at dancing all right um so lauren was in her second year of college studying criminal science fun yeah and she had even met the guy that she called the one. Oh yeah so sherry um which is lauren's mother um, said everything in her life is great. She was living here at home with us. She had a boyfriend. She was happy. And then she died. Mm. So Sherry said Lauren came down um, that day and said, Mom, there's this thing called Wakefest that I wanted to go to. And she said, honey, what is Wakefest? And she said, you know, like, who are you going with? Like typical mom stuff, like right. wanting to know who they're going with. And she said, well, you know, she's going with this girl named Hannah. Um, she said, Lauren okay you're going with Hannah um, where are you staying and she said well we're going to be staying in a cabin. Okay. So Wake Fest let me set that up. Wake Fest is a community outreach event des- uh, designed to promote the sport of wakeboarding I can't.
1: It needs promotion?
0: <laughs> well I mean in Tennessee I guess. Okay. Started in 2005 at Old Hickory Lake. It has, has been ever growing popularity not only locally but in the southeast. Okay. I'm not an outdoors person so I find no interest in this i mean okay yeah so (laughs) sherry states as a mom she had a really bad feeling and as lauren started to walk away she said no no no, come here like one more hug and she gave her one more hug and um she just said to her she squeezed her really tight and she said "Lauren, be careful Mm -hmm. um sherry said
1: can i ask a quick question yeah up to this point had she had any interest in wakeboarding before or she was just going with a friend of hers to like go to this event well it's Cause it's fun, and we're gonna stay to a cabin, and
0: go to drink, and it's mm. like a whole three day event, and everybody's just hanging out on the like lakes, and mm. it's just like a partying event, and she's so it's like
1: Coachella but just with wakeboarding, and no music, and no music, yeah. and no desert, and no
0: desert. So water, are... so, so
1: mine minus desert plus lake minus music plus I wakeboarding. Say
0: Lauren was. She was 21 at the time, so she okay. had just turned, like, 21. Okay. Um, so Sherry said Hannah was a friend that was only here and around Lauren in between boyfriends. So as I call them, the sometime friends. Mm-hmm. So only when it's, like, beneficial for them. Hmm. Um, so Lauren and Hannah documented their car trip to Wakefest on social media, writing, Can't wait for Wakefest. Anyways. Um, So Cassie, Lauren's friend, was also at Wakefest. She said we were drinking together. She was telling people I was her sister, her twin. Like, Casey and her went to, like, she went to high school with Lauren, and they bumped into each other on the docks. Um, Lauren and Hannah met up with Hannah's new boyfriend, Aaron, one of his buddies, Christopher. Christopher and Aaron were known as thrill seekers, spending the day wakeboarding on the lake. Lauren even tried cliff jumping.
1: Are there cliffs
0: in Tennessee? There are.
1: Yeah? yeah oh yeah true true there true true cliffs. true yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah.
0: the cliffs at center hill lake are steep and the water filled below is uh filled with hidden rocks well yeah yeah which anywhere like you do cliff diving it's extremely dangerous yeah um because i know like people do it in like what the reservoirs or whatever mm-hmm. and people jump like they dump their their crap in it so yeah. people have jumped on like pipes and things like that For refrigerators and yeah, freaking dangerous. <laughs> so basically, the, the cliffs at Center Hill Lake are steep, and the water filled below is, uh, is filled with hidden rocks. Lauren's jump doesn't go as planned. Um, the kids with her said she hit the back of her head, and she was knocked out for a few seconds, and or maybe had a concussion. Okay. Which, if you have a concussion, you need to go... Like, if you ever hit your head...
1: Just go to the doctor. You need
0: to go to the doctor. Immediately. So, one of my favorite comedians, Drew Lynch... Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is? No. Um. So he has a stutter... Mm -hmm. But one of the things he was on America's Got Talent. But one of the things he talks about is he got hit with a baseball because he didn't always have a stutter. But he had a concussion. He went to sleep and then he woke up with a stutter.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, because it's very important that you get your brain checked out. Yeah. When you you hit it. Yeah. Um, So despite the scare, uh, Cassie says Lauren seemed uh, fine later that night. Lauren was seen at the bar at the marina. Um, Aaron was caught on film getting into it with his ex-girlfriend, Cassie. Mm. So Cassie said Lauren made it clear that she wasn't interested in Christopher, the other guy that was there with them.
1: Mm.
0: So I have the I have the video time if well, you want to see the video. Well,
1: because she had a boyfriend too. She didn't so, have a yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she
0: just had no interest. She was kind of like I want to say the third wheel, but she was like the fourth wheel because you mm-hmm. have like a couple, you have their friend, and then like yeah, like each of them. So they're
1: like friend. dual third wheels. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, they were just kind of there. Mm-hmm. So, around 2 a.m., the four of them leave the bar, but instead of sleeping on a houseboat or in a cabin, Lauren learns that they will be sleeping on a narrow cliff. Oh, hell so no. So, they'll be camping outside. Yeah. No, no. So, no, no. Cassie says, I could see that 100% that she did not want to be up there on that cliff. So, the cliff that they're staying on is 90 feet above the lake on one side, and there's a 45 drop on the other side. No! I mean, yes, but no. It gets, it gets even more so. Oh, God. Lauren did ask uh, Cassie if she could stay with her group, but they did not have any more room. Mm. Cassie said that was the last time that she ever saw her. Um, Cassie was scared for Lauren. She had spent the night there a few years earlier. And Cassie said she never went back up there after she got down. Ugh. Which I'm I'm scared of heights.
1: Me too.
0: And I'm like, camping outside is not. Camping
1: outside on flat ground is a no. No.
0: Camping outside on the hillside is a hell no. Yeah. For me, like my envision of camping is we go to Fort Wilderness every year.
1: My vision of camping and that's is lamping. Well, my vision of camping is in an RV with a with running water, a bathroom, and a stove. Like yeah. that's my vision of camping. Yeah. And if I decide to make a campfire, sure, but that's on my own terms. Yeah. Otherwise I'm sleeping inside on the king-size mattress. Yeah.
0: So once you're like on the cliff, you have to sleep on a hammock called an emu. Mm-mm. That's tied loosely between two trees that are dangling right over the water. No. I roll when I sleep. So I'm like. But no. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, my God. So this is why she was
0: like freaked out because she was just like she thought she was staying in a cabin. And then all of a sudden, like, now I'm sleeping on a hammock on a 90 foot cliff. I'd be in the car.
1: I'll be in the car. Call me when you wake up.
0: Yeah. I'm like. Mm -mm. So Cassie said, I remember saying that to myself, if this rope breaks, I'm gone. You had to like hold on to the tree and lean backwards. I mean, it was a straight down and they have a picture of it like. So I highly recommend like going to um, True Crime Daily Mm -hmm. and watching the video because they have a lot of the like photos and the videos. So like you can actually see what they're talking about. Mm -mm. Once at the base of the camp, it's a 90 foot track. Straight up using a thin rope, so you have to climb up to get there. So once at the campsite, there's more partying because you know it's a partying On a cliff, weekend, though. Yeah. Around 3 a.m., Aaron and Hannah head towards the only tent while Christopher and Lauren bunk down together in the hammock. So even though they're not together, they they were still sleeping together because that was the only place to sleep because I guess there was like snakes and stuff. Are you looking it up? I'm looking up Wakefest because I just can't. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah. When the sun comes up in the morning, Lauren is gone. Nowhere to be found. So Chris Yartok, Mm. a police detective from a nearby county, was working security for the event and remembers chatting briefly with Lauren and her friends. He remembers her friends were quiet and reserved, And um, Lauren was very outgoing. Um, He had a nervous feeling watching Lauren and her friends canoe over to the cliffside campsite around two thirty. Yarchuk said he saw the four of them leave together. Mm
1: -mm.
0: Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. They say when they woke up on Sunday morning, her shoes, her cell phone and her stuff was under the hammock. So there's only two ways to get off the cliffside. The first is by the rope going down like through the trees. And then the second way is throwing yourself off the cliff, hoping to hit the water at 45 feet below, like while missing like rock. She goes missing overnight. And these are the two ways that you can leave this area.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. So Hannah told authorities she must have went back to the bar. And that's why they never reported her missing. Uh They just went on about their day. Um, Good friends. Good friends. Yeah. Sherry hadn't heard from Lauren and she became worried. Um, Sunday morning, Cherry started calling Lauren's cell phone uh, multiple times with no answer. So two fishermen find Lauren's body in a cove face down. Mm. Officer Yar- uh, Yarchuk was first alerted, alerted by the marina. Only four people knew that the body was basically back there. So it's the people at the marina, the two fishermen, and then like the police officer. Mm-hmm. So there's only five people. So before Yarchuk could get to Lauren's body, Aaron was in a canoe paddling over there. And he says to Harry Elder, who worked at the marina... That could be one of our friends over there. Harry felt it was odd because they hadn't publicly announced that a person was found in the water.
1: That's weird. Isn't it weird? That's weird.
0: Okay. So Yarchuk said um, he came around the corner in the pontoon that day and started right back in the cove. And, you know, before I got there, well, he said, you know, before I got halfway there, I noticed the bright pink color in the water because her clothes were like, I think she was wearing like a, I think it was her bathing suit that she Mm -hmm. was wearing. It was like a hot pink. Um, Lauren's body Lauren's body was out of uh, Yarchuk's jurisdiction but he had the feeling this could turn into a crime scene and he started making mental notes Um, Yarchuk said that he noticed a bunch of trauma and blood in the back of her head on the left side Mm. and her shoulder area so the reporter asked is that the kind of injury that you would get if you fall and land backwards and hit your head on a rock? Or is that someone slamming your head on the back of a rock? And he said, depending on how you fall, it could go either way. Yeah. So, like, it's, there's no. Yeah,
1: no, there's no.
0: Yeah. So, he he also noticed uh, what he believes to be a bite mark on her chest. He suggested that they do a rape kit on her. Sherry was informed by the DeKalb County Sheriff's Deputy. He said... I just want to tell you that your daughter didn't make it. She's dead. Yeah. Wow. Which I was like, that's kind of harsh to say to someone. Like when she had said that, I was like, because mind you, like a lot of this information is coming straight from these people. Right. So it's coming straight from her mother. And I'm like, I feel like that's harsh when you're telling someone that their daughter has passed. Um, so Sherry said the very first thing that she said to him was, where are the people she was with? Yeah. You know, and she said that the officer stepped back and he looked at Sherry and he said, we have them. We're questioning them. So all three of them were questioned and then released. So they think she fell in the middle of the night and drowned in the water. Mm. So the coroner finds Lauren's blood alcohol level to be twice the legal limit. Yeah. Which, I mean, they were drinking again, yeah. so yeah. it happens. Um, no rape kit, uh, like kit is conducted. Mm. Um, her body was never swabbed for DNA. Mm-mm. The sheriff's office closed the investigation and they rule it, like, the incident reports, is they basically say it was a drowning. It's like an accidental drowning. So both Sherry and Yarchuk so he's the detective yeah they just have a gut feeling that that's not what happened
1: no of course not. well i neither do i <laughs> yeah
0: so your was asked do you think she drowned how do you think she died in this part like when he said this i was like i literally was like i had to stop what i was doing and like look at his face like i had to rewind and look at his face when he said it mm-hmm. he goes i know she didn't drown people that drown sink and i was like at first yeah yeah well i mean she had only been it would like, have
1: only been a couple hours yeah. so yeah
0: So, but theoretically, Mm -hmm. which is said in the article, um, it it just says you can drown without water in the lungs. It's called dry drowning. Yes. So you can drown. Um, So, autopsy showed that there was no water in Lauren's lungs. Um, There was also an imprint on Lauren's stomach that was an odd 45 degree triangle. Um, So medical reports showed blunt force trauma and possibly drowning. So they, they ruled it, you know, an accident. So the friends went without any grieving, no mourning. Of course, of course and then, not. They didn't shed a tear. Of course not. They reportedly stayed at the lake and continued to party. Sure did. Christopher put on his Instagram the day after Lauren's death. Best weekend ever, which her mother saw. Her mother saw him, and then I guess he went back and re-edited it and just said like something about it being a good weekend. But there was like screenshots of that. Wow. Yeah. Um, So not one of them showed up to Lauren's, like, the visitation or the funeral. So nobody even... Wow. Yeah. Wow. So Sherry began to wonder if there was something that they were trying to hide. Because, like, even if you're not close to someone, if I went... If I had someone die with me on vacation or, like, somewhere that I went, like, I would obviously, like, have... Dude, if I didn't even know a
1: person, I was at, like, a restaurant and some dude two tables down choked and died on a steak, I would... It would ruin my fucking weekend. Yeah. Like... I don't have to know a person to have a little fucking empathy. Yeah. I'm mad. <laughs> I hate these people. <laughs> I continue.
0: So uh, Deanna, uh, Deanna and Harry Elder, who worked at the marina, also had a bad feeling. So Deanna says, what stands out to me that day was the behavior of the individuals. Their whole concern was about going home. Of course. Yeah. So what Deanna and Harry found most disturbing was their stories kept changing. Mm-hmm. They heard she had a fight with her boyfriend. She wasn't up there all of a sudden. Um i think she got on a boat with a man so after the boys basically were released they went back to retrieve their stuff and that's when deanna and harry spotted a fire up there so who knows what the fire was but like the reporter said you know if you put two and two together they
1: were burning something possibly evidence you know, if you're just released
0: yeah. up there to get your stuff and then all of a sudden a fire is breaking out but who who knows yeah Um, Chris Yartruck is convinced that the three know more than what they were saying. Mm -hmm. He took it upon himself to record audio as he interviewed them shortly after Lauren's death. Aaron says he thought Lauren went to meet an old boyfriend. So Aaron said, this is word for word because they have the recording. Um, I honestly wasn't really worried about it because I didn't think anything had happened and I don't think anything would happen. Um, so Yartruck said, do you think she went back after y'all went to the cliff? And then Christopher responded, I honestly don't know. My honest opinion is she got up to the bathroom to go to the bathroom and slip. So Hannah said, and she was like crying. She goes, I know she probably went to pee, but didn't have her shoes. She didn't have her keys, wallet, phone, and she like would have never wouldn't leave without the stuff. So Yartok went back to the cliff on uh, the Crime Watch Daily to prove or disprove the bathroom theory. And he says there's no way Lauren could have slipped and ended up in the water. Uh, for someone to fall through this area, to fall through all the trees off the ledge to a flat area of the ledge again to another flat area because the way that it's.
1: Right, right, right.
0: You know, he said it's basically, it's just not possible. Hmm. So Yartok, uh continued to think that the mark on Lauren, like he was thinking about the mark on her stomach, and he believes it was an imprint from the tip of a canoe. Because of the way that huh. a canoe is because it's yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the same shape. Right. So, Yarchuk said, I mean, looking at that, looking at the pictures, that's the only thing that um, was in there that would make that mark. He believes Lauren was probably already dead when she was placed face down in the canoe. It looks like her arms and shoulders and feet were probably put into the canoe. It looks like maybe her feet were dragging. So, Yarchuk, yeah. So, Yarchuk wasn't part of the sheriff's department, um, which investigated Lauren's death. Mm -hmm. So, he couldn't reopen the case. Right. Even though he, he felt that it was... Everything was very odd. Yeah. So he did, however, reach out to her mom and advise her to uh, take a closer look at the last three people that she was seen alive around. Yeah. Um, Christopher, at the time of the posting of this uh, video, he was sitting in the Tennessee jail reportedly for his third DUI. Um, Aaron has a history of DUI and domestic abuse. Yeah. So Cassie, who I guess used to date Aaron mm-hmm. prior to all this. Basically came out and she said, he hit me multiple times. Mm. I found the pictures from when he hit me. The reason I didn't in the beginning, like, turn them in is because I thought to myself, what does, what happened to me, I went through, have to do anything to do with Lauren's death. Maybe it does. (laughs) So Cassie claims um, after Aaron beat her, both of them were charged with domestic assault. But the charges were dropped. Jeez. Um, So Cassie offered the pictures to the uh, DeCab... Uh, county sheriff's office and um she says that they declined to look at them maintaining there was no foul play involved and lauren fell to her death death accidentally
1: jeez yeah
0: so so her uh, lauren's family hired a private investigator to conduct her own inquiry uh sheila believes the accident was actually foul play she believes lauren was dead before she was placed in the water she believes this because of the injuries that lauren had yeah So, she basically had said, you know, if Lauren was without her shoes, the bottom of her feet would have been torn up like meat.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, And so, basically, she said there's only one little injury on her feet. Mm -hmm. Um, The bruising on her back does show that she fell, but it doesn't show that she fell off the cliff. She probably fell off of a large ledge to another ledge. Sheila tested the theory, and Chris Yarchuk did a very similar test tossing a dummy the size of Lauren off of the cliff from several spots surrounding the campsite. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reporter Dennis Farrier, you can't get to the water. Carl Lewis, I guess he's a hot, like he's a long jumper. Mm -hmm. I had to look this up because I was like, who the hell is Carl Lewis?
1: (laughs) Why are you just talking about Carl Lewis? (laughs) I
0: literally like had to write in my notes, double check this name. because I was like, (laughs) maybe I'm hearing it wrong. But Carl Lewis couldn't get to the water. And if he's the best long jumper in the world, Uh, if the best long jumper in the world could not make it to the water, you, you would have been tied up in trees and rocks. Yeah. Between Yarchuk and Sheila, they tried the dummy test close to 50 times with the same results. Wow. So, and I mean, if you look at the pictures of it, like there's no way she would have just directly fallen. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Sheila said, we dropped it and we took it to different areas to see if we could hit the bottom of the cliff. It couldn't, it didn't, it never did. When you fall, you have arms and legs. You don't roll like a ball. So there's arms flailing, legs flailing. There's no way she would have hit the water. There's no way she did hit the water. hmm So, I love this woman. <laughs> like, literally listening to her. So she even used a milk jug to track the currents in the lake. Okay. Yeah. So Sheila said, What we know from witnesses in science... That the currents were going the opposite direction that day. So she wouldn't have ended up in the Cove.
1: Wow. (laughs) The
0: currents were going the wrong way. She would have ended up by the marina. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So Sheila also mentioned it was unusual for the medical examiner not to do a rape test. Sheila said...
1: (laughs) I find that weird. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Sheila said, I believe it was the sheriff that said she had a tampon in so she couldn't be sexually assaulted which infuriates me. The reporter asked, "Why does it infuri- infuriate you?" Sheila said, "Because you can be raped with a tampon in." Yes,
1: it's the most asinine thing. Yeah, it's so frustrating to me how little. It's so frustrating to me how little people know about the women's anatomy. Oh yeah, not just men. Women don't yeah. understand women's anatomy. Like, yeah. there's probably women who are like. Well, yeah, no, she can't. That's the hole's plugged up. Like, that's not how it, that's it, does, not how it works. It doesn't
0: work like that. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work like that. So, um, <sighs> the sheriff's office declined to be interviewed, but did issue a statement that stated, The Tennessee Wildlife uh, Resource Agency assisted the sheriff's department detectives in loading the body onto a TWRA boat to transport the body back to the ban- uh, boat ramp. Our investigation determined this mark is an identical match to the TWR boat storage locker lid, where the body was placed forced down during transport to the boat ramp. Well then, so, so, okay, go ahead. truck said, you see a boat with the cooler. You see a boat with the trap door. It's a box, which is a square 90 degree corners. Yeah. This is a 45 degree. Yeah. So like you, there's a lot of people that are just like, this doesn't, this doesn't align. None of this makes sense. Yeah. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. So, when Sheila was questioned about who she blames for Lauren's death, she responded, I'm not sure exactly who, but I believe that somebody up there hurt her. Mm -hmm. I believe something was happening to Lauren, and she was either trying to get away or fighting, and that's where her head was hit, blunt force trauma, and I believe that's how she actually died. Yeah. So, the reporter asked, do you think that she hit her head as she was falling, or someone hit her in the back of the head? Sheila said, I believe she went backwards trying to get away, hit her head, Fell down the ledge. She has bruising on her, like she had bruising on her thighs. Mm. Um, she has bruising on her thighs. Her nose was broken. So there was a lot of injuries that absolutely don't add up to a fall off of a cliff into a water. No. She's got broken fingers, which are c- would be consistent with the fall, but it's also consistent with somebody fighting. Yeah. The insignia, uh, the, the significance to me of the bruising on the thighs initially was someone putting their knees on a person to hold them down. Mm hmm. She was hemorrhaging in her throat. Now, that doesn't mean that she was strangled because her eyes were not bloodshot. So, but there is hemorrhaging that wasn't listed on the autopsy. So, the reporter said, how did you find it if it wasn't listed? And Sheila said, because it's in the pictures. Because they took pictures of the body. <sighs> So the reporter said, is it possible that this is this happened in daylight? We don't know who's telling the truth, so we can't really know where Lauren was really last seen alive. Yeah, no. And Sheila said, we know who's not telling the truth because the stories are changing. Um, the reporter said, do you think they're lying? And Sheila said, I do.
1: Yeah. So Me too, by the way. I also think they're lying. Yeah. So Jovi, you think they're lying? I do. Jovi thinks so, they're lying. Yes. Nikki, Char- do you think they're
0: lying? I... I think that there's a lot more to the story than what they're trying to say mm. happened. I think they're like... I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's... The, a lot of things don't add up. And yeah, the no. fact that the sheriff's department mm-hmm. is just kind of like, she drowned. She Oops. was in the water. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, Sherry filed a wrongful death suit against the three in an effort to force them to talk. Yeah. But when they filed the uh, wrongful death suit, the family had a list of questions. Basically just asking, like, what happened? Yeah all three pled the fifth yeah which i mean you don't plead the fifth unless well you
1: know the fifth amendment is so you don't self-incriminate so obviously you're pleading the fifth in order to not give away information that would incriminate you well that's
0: what what sherry's mom was saying also um so according to sheila someone did make strange postings on social media about lauren's death hmm sheila this is this is what the the private investigator saying a lot of people have been posting comments that are not very nice and quite ugly, and some people have been posting false information. The information is also coming from an IP address on the same street as Hannah and Aaron.
1: The two so, that were with her on the cliff. Yeah.
0: The couple. Yeah. Um, Hannah, Aaron, and Chris have never been considered suspects or charged in connection with Lauren's death, and the judge dropped Hannah from Sherry's uh, lawsuit. So Lauren's family is appealing that decision. Um, Aaron and Chris are fighting the lawsuit, which is still in uh, litigation. <laughs> Depositions are scheduled for the first of the year of 2021. So that is... I mean, I just... When I first heard that story, I was like, fuck. That, none of that aligns. So No.
1: And
0: I mean, even if they didn't do anything, they. I feel like even if she fell and they were trying to cover it, I. I I'm not going to put theories out there as to what happened. I'm just kind of providing the facts that crime watch daily has provided me that I found was very intriguing yes. because as much as I love stories that are solved, the stories that are unsolved intrigue me even more. Yeah.
1: I'm not usually an unsolved person. Yeah. Um, because
0: I mean this one, it's just
1: cause I get frustrated too, but, yeah. um, that one just made me angry though. <laughs> just made me angry. I, that made me angry.
0: I mean, and especially Wakefest. if you watched, if you watch the crime, the I highly recommend watching the crime watch daily on it. Mm-hmm. It's only like thirty minutes.
1: Um. All right. So that is yet again another episode of Bed Crime Stories. Um. Go ahead and find us on. Instagram and Twitter at Bed Crime Stories. Also, you can shoot us emails if you want to ask us any questions at Bed Crime Stories Pod at gmail.com. If you have anything that you want to know about uh, myself, Charlie, or Nikki, or even Jovi, you're more than welcome dogs. to ask. Or the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, all three of us each have two dogs. So if you have any questions about the dogs, you can or ask dog that questions too. Or in general. Yes, we could probably. Well, I don't know. I'm not answering. I will also say that I am not an expert of uh, or a vet either
0: so I have good good dog mom hacks
1: (laughs) Um, so yeah uh, like subscribe leave comments tell a friend all of that fun stuff Um, check out our true crime headlines that we presented to you guys at the beginning of the episode those are always fun Um, but I hope that you all have a great week and listen to lots of our episodes please and until we see you again next week